Welcome back to another All About Jesus podcast. Today we got Brother Tom Hogan on here and my beautiful wife, Jill. Uh, just kind of a getting back together as we was in high school as he was our coach. And we both played on the basketball team, just had a wonderful time. He got there when I was a freshman, I believe. And uh, I didn't really play basketball until I was a senior. And I know Jill was really a, a good athlete. Um we're just going to, I'm going to read some scripture, 1 Chronicles 29, 14, and 16. As we go to Kirkley Chapel, and we know they're in the uh, midst of building a, a new a house of miracles, yeah. it's going to be uh, um, going to be awesome. Thank you, Jesus. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Mm. Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. Yes, Lord. Down to 16. O Lord, our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs yes, to you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Um, as we've got started with the church up there, and we've had a few snags here or there, but uh, some foundation work has been done. Yep. And... Um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be an awesome building. There's gonna be this, so many beautiful things happening there. Gonna be so much so many salvations, so much deliverance, so much healings. Hallelujah. Um and we just uh, prophesy that now that yes. we claim it, that it's yes. gonna happen. Even yes. the devil is uh tripping us up a little bit. Yep. Um we know some some flesh has been involved. Yep. We know some yep. people's own thoughts have been involved. I know with my own self and uh, Jill too, we love Brother Tom. We know that he hears from the Lord. Uh, we love Brother Quentin. Um, we love the church, and uh, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me why this is yeah. happening. Some of the things that's happened up there that we'll get into, and yeah. um, you'll be able to speak on that. So awesome, awesome. How have you been? We haven't seen you for a long time. Good, good. <laughs> I'm I'm blessed, and God's been good to me. And it's been quite a year, hadn't it? I don't oh, know man. when the last podcast we done, but uh, I know that God's really moved in all of our lives here, and. Yeah. And other people that's listening to us now, God's just showed off and showed up and and blessed us and it's been quite an experience. So I'm I'm happy to be back on here with you guys. You bet. Glad to have you. Me and Jill or Jill and I had done a uh, podcast last week and I just felt that she should be on here with us. She's just yeah. uh um just a, a part of me. We're together. Amen. Amen. Still not very talkative. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um so this summer a lot of things have happened up to kirkley chapel we've yeah. uh you had a strong word and uh you want to talk about that some kind of get well, everybody in the i you know we just wanted to be led by the holy spirit and so i didn't know if this would be one of the conversations that we would have but i was prepared in case uh you know we are uh we just ran out of room in our sanctuary praise god because he just poured out his spirit in this last over a year i guess and you know, we got people sitting in the foyer, and we got. There's been occasion we've had people have to sit outside in the grass, and mm -hmm. and uh, praise God, you know. But it's just been uh, an awesome movement. But on the other hand, obviously, it causes situations because the people in the foyer and outside obviously aren't having the same kind of experience that those who are actually in the sanctuary are mm -hmm. having. And so we knew that we needed to do something, you know, because. Uh, um, there's just not room. And right. so, you know, here we are out in the country and we're talking about, and people just seen this number 
has prophesied 500. You know, just you need to have uh, something that would hold 500 people in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And that's something I agree with because, to be honest, there's been a couple Sundays we've probably had 300 mm-hmm. when we've had to go outside. And it's like, yeah, let's, we've got to, you know. And, and the board, it, you know, this just happened in such a way that it's been, it's took a lot of faith. Because mm-hmm. when you're talking about in the middle of a cornfield, we joke about building a, a sanctuary that will hold 500 people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's quite an undertaking as far as the finance and acquiring the land. And it's just been a process. And it's taken some time. And like you said, there's been some snags along the way. Yeah. It's um, I talked with the board Sunday, and it's like I pray that God gives us grace and favor that if any of this delay has been because of our procrastinating or because of our own flesh, we got to just say, God, forgive us and continue to show mercy and grace. And above all, do not remove your spirit from us. That's the last Mm -hmm. thing that any of us would want. Even our own personal walk is like, God, just do not remove your spirit from me, you know, for the mistakes that maybe I've made. And it's the same way with us as a church. Yep. Um, and I got to questions like, Lord, is this really your will that we would do this? And the Lord spoke to me pretty clearly that it's about saving souls, restoring lives, and delivering people, just like you Amen. said. And if you can't, don't have the space to continue to do that, you've got to make the space because there's more people out there that need saved. There's, yeah, more, right. there's more lives that need restored, and there's more people that need delivered from the evil one. And it's like... You've just got to do it. It's got. It's just going to take faith to do it. Right. And the Lord was showing me things that it's going to take as much faith to cross that gravel road out there in the country where we're at mm-hmm. as it was for the Israelites to cross over the Jordan yeah. to go into the promised land. And so it's like that's certainly proved to be true. It's like it's going to take the same obedience, faith, and commitment to just say this makes no sense in the natural maybe, and we right. don't know how we're going to do it, but. We're just going to trust the Lord and be obedient and do it. Right. He's going to bless us. Trust so, and obey. Yep, trust and obey. Because truthfully, I mean, some of the churches around home are, don't quite uh, work in the gifts and deliverance and healings as Kirkley Chapel does. But if everybody, and there's an outpouring of the Lord and everybody's looking for a place to go, there's still not enough room for everybody. Right. So, I mean, right. building a new building and holding 500 people is really not big enough right even if all the other churches were you know open to it and filled right. so i mean and there's right. going to be an outpouring of the lord's spirit and yes. there's got to be a place where the people can go amen kirkley chapel is awesome it's kind of like the old boston garden it's neat being in there yeah. but there's like no room to right to move you right. just uh you know a lot of people maybe would like to go to the the altar but right. it's just exactly you're just on top of yep. each other and it's it's i love it but right. it's we need some, need some more room and one of the things we've talked about is not losing that intimacy because i'm going to tell you there's a lot of intimacy there when you're all shoulder to shoulder and you're all packed in around the altar or even out in the uh, even in the seats you know one of the things that i've uh, you know you've heard me say that the lord just showed me to stir the pool that that the spirit i don't want this the Holy Spirit just to be moving at the altar. I want. I just pray that the Holy Spirit moves throughout the whole sanctuary, even for those who can't get up to the altar, mm-hmm. for people to just be led and pray over people, even out, you know, wherever you're at. And yeah. it's like, yeah. how awesome is that? But how intimate is that? 
And then you go to a structure that's quite a bit bigger, you know, you don't want to lose that intimacy, but I'm just trusting and believing that the Holy Spirit's going to pour into that sanctuary, just like, and that there's going to be room at the altars to do the ministry that, that needs to be done. And, and, uh, like I said, I mean, it's just save more people and, and deliver people and restore lives. And there's, like you said, there's a lot more out there. I mean, I, I see us, and it's been prophesied, and uh, and the Lord showed this to me. He started showing me that we're a hub, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like he he chose us. Nothing necessarily we'd done other than maybe cultivate the the, the soil for the seed to grow, you know, I guess, or or to actually believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, and right. and and preach the full gospel not just salvation but but you know uh, and the 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 things that a lot of times we we don't as far as speaking in new tongues laying hands on the sick they'll be healed you know prophesying and and casting out demons which obviously mark 16 you know in the commission yep he's not only does jesus say preach the gospel but then he says these signs will follow those who believe and so I guess we've just always believed, but we've just not seen the outpouring of the Spirit yeah. like we have, and these things are actually manifesting and happening. Yeah. Of course, as these things have happened, and as God has showed up in a big way and has manifested His glory, um, the enemy showed up and manifested right. too. And so it's been quite a spiritual battle uh, these last few years, more than I've ever experienced before, and I believe it's because we're obedient to the Lord and We've not just stood against the enemy. We've actually, I've kind of said this before, I've, I've said things at the pulpit that was prophesying that I didn't even realize it, but I said, we're not just standing against the enemy, we're kicking the gates of hell in. Right. And so whenever you're going on the attack, you obviously draw the enemy's attention, and it's been, it's been quite a spiritual battle. Yeah. But, uh, and it came from all different ways and and whatever, because whatever the devil thinks he can do to try to stop what's going on, he's right. he's going to try to do it. But greater is the God in us than the devil in this world. So, as you was talking about Mark uh, um, chapter sixteen, um, you know this is the last thing the Lord had told us to do, and for a long time that uh, just a lot of people don't do it. So if you're a a dad or a, a mom and you tell your kids to do a bunch of stuff, but before you walk out the door, you say clean your room and do this when you get back you haven't done them things it's a lot more disappointing that you don't do them couple things that i told you to do than when you uh and all the other stuff so i mean it says to um go out and tell the world and preach the good news um and you know the part that we was talking about these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe they will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages they will lay the hands on the sick and they will be healed i mean those are the last things he told us to do in most of my life, 48 right. years, um, I never never did it and never was really told that's what I should be doing. Right. And so it's a little bit frustrating that um, the people that was teaching us wasn't telling us that and right. just leaving us in bondage and not showing us that things can heal and not telling us about the miraculous signs. That's, don't blame them, but it's, right. it's disappointing to see this stuff now knowing we could have done that over whole life, right. and even though our lives have turned out good, 
but it's been a complete disaster until then. And I think a lot of that stuff was taught to us at a younger age and getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and getting filled right. could have saved, right. you know, a lot of, a lot of heartache. Right. Well, and I'm glad you said we can't necessarily hold it against those right. before us because they didn't understand it or wasn't yep. taught that or grown up in it either. Right. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> kind of interesting. One of the notes when I knew that I was going to be coming here, I was just praying about it. And one thing that the Lord gave me, this kind of out of the blue, but he said, um, Jesus divides the church from the world, but the gifts of the Holy Spirit divide the church amongst themselves. Good word. And that is a good word. Yeah. And the Lord gave that to me. It's like, um, I'm not saying that those who aren't operating the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not saved, because obviously if they love the Lord and they've made him their Lord and Savior, they are. But it's the, actually the gifts that divide so often. It divides us as the body. Yeah. And uh, But we've talked about this before. I know that growing up that my family didn't understand or, or operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In fact, called people holy rollers and so on and so forth, those who were, mm -hmm. but they didn't have an understanding yeah. of it because they, but I also know that my grandparents loved Jesus with all their heart, you know, and, you know, they just, they just lived for the Lord and that always served him, was always at church and always done what they knew how to, to serve him. Yeah. So I'm thankful they did. Yeah. I know a lot of times we, I don't know. We we start talking about religion and and it's we got to be careful not labeling everything a religious spirit because a lot of them don't know anything any different. But I know you particularly that God's raised you up to do a difficult thing because you are calling out things that are not of God that we have had traditions and and we call it religion or we call it whatever that's not of God. It's just and not so, really doing what God, right. it's just not doing everything God right. told us to do. Exactly. Just and like so, my parents are awesome people, but they didn't really ever work in the gifts and they didn't probably ever know anything about it themselves right. and they couldn't figure out how to deal with me. Right. If they would have knew more about the gifts, they probably could have helped exactly. with, me, with me along. So, exactly. when, you know, just like anybody, when you finally figure it out and that stuff starts, you start realizing you're like, man, yep. exactly. I wish I'd done that earlier. I wish well, I knew that there was a, a drill like that that would help <laughs> see me and you and jill and all of us who really let's just say we've been baptized in the holy spirit and we became on fire for the lord it's we was raised in churches and religion but we didn't really have relationship right i mean i believe i was saved and i so i guess i did have a relationship i know a lot of people question whether it's even saved or not but i always had that conviction with sin i, I believe the holy spirit dwelled within me from a young age because I believe I accepted Christ because I always had that conviction. I always had that, you know, yeah, the Holy do. Spirit would grieve. And so I always had that. So I believe I was I was saved. And But I would just go to bed every night saying, save me, save me, save me, because I didn't have that relationship where I, that I knew that I was saved. You know, if I had to just not understand and had been the baptism of the Holy Spirit and had relationship instead of religion, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If I just had relationship where I knew that Jesus loved me, he already paid the price for me, all I had to do was just go to him just like I would, you know, a friend or just like I would my own father or just 
say, you know, Lord, forgive me. I know you love me. And, and gosh, we all need that relationship, even today. Because yeah, sure. the devil can, even today, try to get us off off track, you know, and, and just get all kinds of flesh in us, feelings. And it's like, if we just get back in the spirit and just say, and just be honest and pour out to the Lord and yep. what, what a difference that makes. I know the Lord was always with me and I believe I was saved when I was younger because even through them hard times or, you know, just crazy things, maybe having a terrible time golf or a terrible time at this, I was blaming God, but I knew that God was doing it somehow. I just, I was thinking he was doing it to me, but he was, you know, he was allowing the devil to do it. But I knew in the final anger, if I wasn't, you know, I'd be mad at her, but then I'd come in like, God, leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, I knew that the God right. had his right. thumb on it somehow, but yeah. it's not quite new right. how it all worked. But right. I knew yeah. I was getting convicted terrible yeah. and just running and yeah. mad at God, leave me alone. And, and he could have, he could have right. left me alone and I could be deep trouble. I don't know where I'd be. I wouldn't be here. Well, and I think me and Jill and maybe you before we started this was kind of talking about how we would have saved maybe ourselves some heartache or or some situations. If I had totally surrendered all my life to Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, every phase of my life from coaching and teaching to being a dad and a husband. And if I would have just done that like I did preaching because when I was called up to preach I knew nothing about preaching I knew I knew nothing about preaching I knew I couldn't do it without the Lord Mm -hmm. and I would say Lord you've got to do this Lord you've got to do this I mean day after day week after week knowing that I couldn't do it if I could go back to all my all areas of my life and say Lord I can't do this without you if I had that understanding because I thought I was in control. I thought I was trying to build my own kingdom. This is the way it's supposed to be, and this is the way I'm going to do it. If I could go back and just have that relationship with the Lord like I did when I started preaching and say, Lord, I know that I can't do this without you. You just guide and direct me. If I could be led by the Holy Spirit in all phases of my life and not just here and there, total surrender. Yeah. And that's the place we all need to get to because the rest of that's flesh and pride and junk. And But even though we like to go back and maybe do that again, all that junk that we went through has God's used yeah. to bring us to where we are today. So even in the, even in the, the Keep junk, us turned around. even in the junk of our lives, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. And so... He can take even those bad things, and 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 it's a lot of times it's the scars and the brokenness yeah. where the light of Christ shines through our lives, where we can minister and and help others. So, Amen. Yeah, without the scars, we wouldn't be who we are. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of a question I was gonna just kind of ask out there. Do you believe the Lord? We know He allows everything to happen, just like when Jill and myself's mm-hmm. life. You know what old Quentin put himself through. Um, everybody says, well, if, you know, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be the way I am today. And, you know, thank God for that. But I don't think that was God's plan. I mean, Not that was our, no. our choices. That's a kind of hard one to under, exactly. understand. Exactly. Because let's face it, uh, the devil's active too. And, and our own choices and the things the devil does to try to rob, kill, and destroy us of what all God's blessed us with. I mean, it's like, it's our choices. But sure. it goes back to Romans eight twenty eight, which I just quoted. Even in those, even in those bad things, God will turn that around and make it towards good. You know, there's scriptures about 
training a child up in the way they should go or following the Lord at a young age, that would save us a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I think there's enough evidence in the scriptures to show that it God would want us to have nothing but good. Yeah. Right. You just know. Adam and Eve. Right. The garden, like he set it up perfect, and they're the ones that right. chose. I don't think we can blame God for the bad choices or the bad things no. that's happened in our life. But on the other hand, he's allowed us a lot of times to go through these things because they are tests, yep. you know, of, of how we're going to come out through them. So just like Job, I mean, that. A lot of people have a hard time reading Job because he was a righteous man, blameless in God's eyes, but God removed his protection from Job mm-hmm. basically as nothing more than a test of Job's faith. And so a lot of us don't like to read that, but and I didn't used to like to either, but anymore it's encouraging to me because Job never did mm-hmm. curse God. He never did turn away from God. Job's part problems, the same problem we all have, he fell into a pity party. He's like... Yeah. Oh, why me? Why is this happening to me? He never turned against God, but he he became uh, self-indulged with his own mm-hmm. problems. Yep. It wasn't until, you know, later when God finally shows up and speaks to him, you know, then and told him to pray over his friends who were off base that that's when he was restored. So, God never left him. He never forsook him, but he allowed him to go through these things as a test of his faith and but then God restored him just like he will us too. So That's an interesting move too when he has his, him pray over his friends yes. to restore him. Well, like he got his mind thing. off of his own self exactly. partly, but his obedience also showed his obedience to the Lord still yep. because you know, if God says it, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it. Yep. So Even when it doesn't make sense. Even when it doesn't make sense. Can't lean on our own understanding. Yes. Because I think the... Obviously, me and Jill's life, and you know, and we'd turn, we was younger and just kept going. I mean, I feel that would have been a great ministry at that time, but we went through a lot of trials. But I think we won or come out the other end of the testing. And we come back to where we started. Sure. We just, we got, uh, we got refined. Actually, I'd say better and stronger and than you was before. So, somebody's got to see this stuff to be able to, and I don't, you know, recommend it to anybody. But somebody's got to be able to see that. Right. Because, you know, there's somebody 40, 50 right. years old that's never even really heard of the Lord. Yeah. And they're just, you know, somebody right. that's never done anything wrong. Sometimes they just right. they just don't understand. Amen. That's, so. that's, well, that's our testimony, though. It's like, you know, this is what I've been through. This is my walk. This is my story. This is my song. This is Amen. what God's done for me. There's no other reason for it other than Christ, you know, has changed our lives. There's no other reason. Let's face it, our lives would be a mess. We would be destroyed. We'd destroy ourselves. The devil would destroy us. If it wasn't for Christ intervening in our lives or for us having an awareness to to seek him and reach out to him, I mean, I'm just here, that's three at this table. Where would we be? I mean, Mm -hmm. it would not be good. It would not be good. We'd maybe still be trying, but it it wouldn't be good. So, I mean, we've had plenty of worldly stuff to say that would make you a person happy, but there was just no happiness. Right. There was just no joy. Right. There was nothing. It was just, you could never get enough. Right. And it just and couldn't relax. And it's not like it's perfect because I hadn't been preaching very long and I was just so full of the joy of the Lord. Cause you know, it's just, I don't know. I thought, boy, this, how much better life is now. Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking one day, 
I've get, had this happen, this happen, this happen, this happen, before I really had just, you know, put God first and just was rejoicing in, in being with the Lord and have that close relationship, those other things would just, I mean, I'd have been so angry and bitter and feeling sorry for myself. And here I was in a position where I thought, life is so great. This is, a, I've been blessed. And then I got to thinking, <laughs> I've had as much or more bad things happen to me, but it's the contentment or it's our outlook on things. It's like, instead of focusing on all the bad, because the bad's out there, because, you know, we live in a fallen world right. and we're not immune to it. It's, we're going to, and we're still in these fleshly bodies. I mean, we're going to have flaws and failures, and Absolutely. but it's how, <laughs> it's how you, your perspective, your perspective, and just yeah. you still have the love for the Lord, and you know that He's going to restore you and and heal you and bring you through in whatever way that is. We don't always see or understand it, but that's why a lot of people have struggles. Just I was reading something this morning about basically your relationship with your earthly dad can play such a huge role in how you see the father. Right. And anyway, I mean, I had an awesome dad. So yeah, I you don't, did. I don't struggle with right. that, but I feel, you know, empathy or compassion right. for people who do. Cause exactly. Man, if you don't, if you can't grasp the father's love for you, I mean, that is huge. Right. In your relationship with him. And you know, you have the Lord and I just kind of thought about it. We know, even though the bad stuff, he'll make it Right. Right. I was just talking with Zach Ishmael the other day after we ate lunch and we just come out and just like was just thinking of all the different things that's happened this summer during the hailstorm that's happened before that just wrecked me, just drove me insane. Right. And I've got mad this year and um as we repented the other night at the worship house of anger and using foul language and things I should not mm-hmm. do as a a man following right. the Lord and right. an example to other people. I shouldn't have done it. Right. And I repented and I try not to do it again right but uh but i've just stayed so much more calm and just gave it to the lord and such a such a peace that was never there before so um praise god yeah right yeah. exactly so. that peace that surpasses understanding doesn't make sense in the world you know but for us who love the lord it, yeah. it's always available to us so I remember, like you were saying earlier, like uh, just don't take away our spirit from the church oh, or ourselves, man. and just going through some really some weird times this summer of just up and down and couldn't really get close to the Lord or wouldn't put the time in really right. and just would say would really just say a no too much right. or maybe or I'll do it when I want to do it. Right. But I remember driving to Kirkley one Sunday morning and just was listening to a song and uh, Jill and just like man just. Take all the stuff that you mm. give me, God, but please don't take away yeah. my my spirit. Because without that, I know. Oh wow! Nothing, uh, nothing's going to make any difference. I I think you guys mentioned it in the last podcast, but talked about Psalm fifty one, where David, you know, his uh, psalm of repentance after mm-hmm. the, the prophet Nathan pointed out, you know, his sin with Bathsheba and having her husband Uriah killed on the front line, and and uh, then David's just that's one of my favorite passages in the whole bible is david's repentance in psalm 51 and and two of the things that he says he says many things and but two of the things he says that i think of all the time is return to me the joy of your salvation Mm -hmm. and do not remove your spirit from me because man just 
you know, because the devil, he can't take my salvation, but boy, he can sure do whatever he can to try to rob me of yep. walking in the joy of right. it, you know, or walking in victory. He's a liar and a deceiver, and he tries to make you think that, you know, things are whatever, and it's like, just restore to me the joy of my salvation and my place, my position in the kingdom of God, and, you yeah. know, and but don't remove your spirit from me. I, I you know, I've said this now that I've experienced, and God's always been, I mean, I've been blessed the whole time at Kirkley. This coming year will be my 20th year pastoring there, and it's been good the whole time. But God just brought us through a new season where he poured his spirit out on us, and it's like now that I've tasted how good God is, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go back to being, and I don't, I, I will just say that there's a lot of times I felt like we was the, Ephesus Church in Revelation, where we were still going through the works and the motions, but we'd forgotten our first love and and why we was doing it. We didn't have the passion for Christ and doing the things, you know, just because of that love for Him. Kind of, you know, and that that goes back to the religion. It's like you forget your relationship, or you're not in relationship. You're in religion, just going through the motions. Well, that leads into lukewarmness, and so it's like. You know, there's a lot of times I brought some, I guess, hard words. I tried to bring them lovingly, but as a church, you know, remembering our first love and why we are a church, mm-hmm. but also not falling into that lukewarmness because that's not a place. Obviously, that's not a place you want to be because I don't believe the lukewarm church is even a safe church. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, Jesus was sick of you know I want to vomit you because you're neither hot nor cold. And um, anyway, I've always felt like we was kind of not because the people, you know, because they loved the Lord, I believe, and they truly wanted to serve, but they just didn't have that fire that we had. Mm -hmm. Once people like you guys and others who went out and started getting involved in encounters and and you started the Man Up Revival, but other outside ministries going on, getting on fire for the Lord and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and getting plugged back in the church. Yep. Well, that brought a excitement and fire back into me, more of a freedom to preach like mm-hmm. I hadn't had before. Because here's a preacher who believed in operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit but was in an old Methodist church, not nothing against Methodist church, because John Wesley, who established him, he was full-blown operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But over time, the church had quit operating in them. But anyway, here I was, a preacher at the pulpit who who was preaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we wasn't necessarily operating in them. Mm -hmm. And so here you guys come in. It's like, you know, we found the Lord and and tasted how good God is. And, and, you know, just full-blown, not just the salvation of the gospel, but the full gospel. That's what I try yeah. to get in people's heads the gospel i know the gospel is salvation it's the main thing i, right. I always preach that right. it's the main thing because that's the beginning that's the most important thing of, right. yeah. of of being saved and not starting our walk with christ and not spending eternity in hell that's the main thing yeah. but there's so much more to the Amen. gospel because gospel means good news and the good news of jesus well what all did jesus do in his yeah. ministry, what all was the good news? Not just salvation. Right. There's so much more good news. Absolutely. And that's what we, that's what we're walking in now. You know, and it's like, um, I, I told, I tell people all the time, I can't go back. 
right? Yeah. And, and so I don't want, that's when I say why it's so important to me to not remove your spirit from me. Yeah. That's why, because I do not want to go back to the lukewarmness or religion. Yeah. Again, I hate to use the word religion, but in the Bible, the word religion is used several times, and it's in a negative way, to be honest. In fact, uh, religion really to me, I'd just say it's just, we'll just call it doing what we always did. Well, and if your religion is, like James said, it's true religion would be taking care of the orphans and the widows, you know, because there's no gain in it for you. It's truly surrender and obedience. That's what true religion would be. In Jeremiah, it talks about judgment on obscene religion. And it says, so you shall say to them, this is a nation that does not obey the voice of the Lord their God, nor receive correction. Truth has perished and has been cut off from their mouth. So when we call out religion, what we're really calling out is they're no longer operating in truth and they're no longer listening to God's voice. A couple of things of what you're saying there. Like when me and Jill come back and we was like on fire, just like a lot of people's on fire from wherever you get saved and find the Lord. But we was like seeking more, like we wanted to get into right. the better shape. And what really made you so special, you showed a door to where there was more. Yeah. You know, a lot of places where we've been on fire before is just kind of like, and you would fall off. But, you know, you um, led us into where the gifts and at least explained it to us and gave us a chance to see it. We didn't have to accept it. You know, we had to give our yes to accept right. it. And you um, spoke in different languages in front of us and said these things can happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what really opened up the door mm-hmm. for us to just to keep rolling through and keep in shape and keep and keep cycling on. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting God bumps right now, but <laughs> and it's not because it's what you said about me, because I humbly received that. But I started to say a while ago, God showed us as being a hub, mm-hmm. and he chose to pour his spirit out there. But the reason is that we're connected through spokes to other hubs. Yeah. Uh, um, Pastor James, um, I saw him at Resound Fest, and he, he referred to it as a wheel. Um, I, I guess when I first started God speaking to me, he referred, God spoke to me as a, a pod, that we're a pod here with webs going out and connecting to other pods. Or when Brother James referred to it as the wheel, that we're a wheel with a hub with spokes that goes out and connects. And mm-hmm. you could say turning point, or you might say other churches. Yeah. Sadly, I'd like to say every church was operating that way, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm not condemning any church that's listening in. I, I don't want to be that way because this ain't about spiritual pride. It's just about walking in all that God has for us because, the, honestly, if there hadn't been a Pentecostal preacher come into this Methodist church where I grew up in, where I'm preaching now, if he hadn't came in and had been preaching the full gospel and operating the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have known anything about it. And he was very, uh, just like the Holy Spirit, he was very gentle. He was very patient. He didn't throw it in our face. He didn't, you know, he he just loved the people and walked in faith. Mm -hmm. And just, this is all, this is, God has all this for us. That's basically what he showed me, is God has all this for us. But he was very gentle and and just like the Holy Spirit. And so we have to... uh, we was talking about this a little bit early before we got on the air, and I've been preaching on this 
you know, we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they're awesome, and and the body needs them, but I don't know if they're more important than the fruits of the Holy Spirit because it's the fruits of the Holy Spirit that draw people to the Lord. Mm-hmm. If we operate in the gifts without love right. or without long-suffering or without kindness and gentleness, if we're operating in the gifts without the fruits, mm-hmm. it's just going to turn people off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... it I mean, you're just a clanging symbol if you're trying to minister without love, you know. And so it's the fruits that we need to continue to operate in, and that takes patience and love and yeah. and kindness and gentleness because... Which is taking up your cross every day. But there is a point where you have to stand. There mm-hmm. is a point where, you know, it's like you can still do it lovingly. Yep. But And true love does take a stand because mm-hmm. you could allow people just to continue on a path of destruction. And if you don't say anything, is that really love? You know, right. you've got to right. you've got to take a stand on the truth, yep. but you've got to do it in love. Yep. Just like you wouldn't let somebody walk off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't what kind of love way. would not warn don't somebody? <laughs> exactly. So how does this work down as you accepted the, the truth and the gifts from um, the Pentecostal preacher brother right. Hendren, then when we got there, you know, it just right. kind of keeps stepping down. Then you've done the same and right. showed us there's, there's more if you want to accept it. Right. Um, well, there they are. And here I go back to it and then I get sidetracked, but that's where the hub and the branching out goes is because as people are getting filled and have this experience, it's not intended for us to, I'm not wishing that anybody leaves the church and goes out to, you know, because I think that we're going to continue to be poured into, but then we're going to have ministries or places right. that we go out and pour out into. It's like maybe your worship house here, or um, maybe a church gets on fire on over yeah, here, or or who knows where. Because uh, Brother Richard, who comes to our church, is a man of God, and and uh, he called me up the other day on the phone. He says, I normally don't, whatever he told me, that I normally don't do this or don't I've never experienced this before I think's what he said I, I apologize brother Richard if you're listening because I don't remember what you said exactly but he seen the Lord pouring into us and then, then we was going out and pouring out into others this was a vision that he had and it's like yeah praise God that's what I, and I told him that kind of goes along with what God's been showing me and others that that he's pouring into us as a hub or a pod and then branching us out to pour out other places. It doesn't matter if it's Kirkley or the worship house or a man up or men's encounter, ashes to beauty, whatever you learn there and receive, you've got to take it out. Yes, You can't just go to these certain spots. You've got to pour it out to other people and and be an encouragement all out of, all out of love. Amen. I've done things that hadn't all been out of love. You get, kind of uh, frustrated and the Lord's um, put me through refining to where right. we just can't carry other people's burdens. If they don't yeah. want to accept it, just yeah. like Jill and myself, maybe not one to yeah. accept that. And yeah. I didn't really accept it right at first. Right. Like good grief. Right. But then after you do, you know, then it's just how we have to treat it. But here it is. If you, right. if you want it, right. If you don't, then it's, it's okay. Well, and when God raised me up to preach, that's one of the things he assured me of is, I'm just a messenger, so it's like um, I can't, I can only speak the truth. 
out of love. And then people, then people, they're accountable what they're going to do with that. I, I can't be accountable for, just like you said, I can't be accountable for everybody else's actions. Right. I mean, if a pastor who has a congregation of people, if I'm accountable for their actions, I mean, what am I going to, how can you be? Mm-hmm. You know, they're accountable for their own actions. They're accountable for their own walk with the Lord. Yep. Right, you know, you're accountable for telling I'm them accountable the truth. to tell them the truth and to, right. to love them and support them and right. to help whenever I can. But they, we all have to decide. Yeah. And just like you trying to help people, you know, and minister and pour into people, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's their own relationship with the Lord. Right. Um, they have to have it because you can't have it for them. So. And then people come up to you like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to get blank to come to church. I'm going to get blank. It's like, you're not going to, but, you know, they don't, they say, yeah, I, I mean, Lord, but, right. you know, like, right. You know, you're going to figure it out. It ain't going to work. You doing that way. I've tried yeah. it. It don't work. It's just you've got to say the right things at the right time. Yeah. And it's a lot with your own actions. A lot oh, of times yeah. just keeping your mouth shut yeah. and being different. People can see the right. the joy on you and the people, the demons can see right. what you are too. And right. a lot of times people avoid you. It's not because they don't like you because you go to church. Right. It's the it's right. the spirits in them that don't want to be, yeah. be around you. Right. Or the conviction, or yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things in to it. Yeah, I remember uh, some. I don't know where I heard it, but a lot of times, like what religion religion is, is whatever you want to say religion is. It's just really a lot of times a distraction of just putting pegs in a right. hole. Right. You know, they get over here and they get the right. bacon cookies and they build right. decks, right. or maybe they should have been right. laying hands on, right. or maybe they should have been right. trying to help somebody get out of bondage. But right. they get so worried about doing these. Right. One things, and after you do these works, and somebody just don't give everything to you and don't come to church that Sunday, right. then they can't accept it. Right. But you know, we need to be worried more about yeah. laying hands on the sick right. and praying and right. and pouring into them, Amen. and that would that would maybe lead into Amen. some. We need to do work too and Amen. be able to help. But well, there's a boldness that comes from the baptism of the Holy Spirit yeah. that before, if you don't have that, you are walking in that timidity right and you don't feel empowered right that you can lay hands on someone or right. that you know you like what does that look like to do that you know at walmart or right. um, i'm not saying that we do that all the time but if the lord tells us to you know yeah. we're trying to be obedient well and we've talking about you know the church moving across yeah. the road and at our board meeting uh, we had recently you know, I was, um, I mean, just sharing with the board what the Lord's laid on my heart. And uh, it's like we can't walk in the flesh. We've got to walk in the spirit. Right. And that's not just a word to the board. I mean, that's a word to yeah. each one of us, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And so if the, if the Holy Spirit's telling us this is how we should, what we should do in our church, in our church service, and in our own lives, if the Holy Spirit you know, be led by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. not be led by the flesh and what, because let's face it, like we talked about earlier, a lot of things don't make sense. Right. Yeah. But if we're trusting the Lord and per, in prayer and meditation and in the word and and we just know God is leading us this way, even if it don't make sense, you just got to say yes, Lord, and be obedient. Yep. And, uh, but don't we all, even... I say even me, but someone who's been preaching 20 years, 
there's certain things I just want to do in the flesh. Yep. I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it this way, either because it's easier, it makes sense, or just because it brings pleasure to my own flesh. Yep. And you got to crucify the flesh. Yep. We all have to. And I mean, it. I can't criticize other people who are struggling with it because I do too. It's just that, uh, you know, we're just in different places in our walk. But when it comes, you know, you brought back religion again, it's just so much of it is like this is the way we've always done it or mm-hmm. it worked and it did work that way mm-hmm. uh, think it 60, that way. 70 years ago. And it probably did mm-hmm. because that's what they knew and that's, and that's how God was moving at that time because mm-hmm. God was maybe moving that way at that time. And so uh, and they was loving the Lord and they was being obedient then, but God's not moving the same way now. Right. Yeah. And they could have been moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, too. They just didn't know about it. That's I true. believe God was showing them grace and favor. and it, and But I think as we're getting closer to end times, and I didn't know if we was going to talk about Israel today or not, and I don't know if we have time to get there. But I think we're living in a time now that we're seeing prophecy being fulfilled as far as the Scripture. I think we're seeing that Christ's return is close. They've said that, I know, for 2,000 years, but... Every day brings us closer to the day of our salvation. You know, every day brings us closer to the return of Christ because we know it's going to happen because our Bible tells us so. And so we're living in such extreme times that the devil, you know, he used to try to hide and be sneaky. He don't even seem to like he's even trying to hide or be sneaky anymore. It's like his tactics are more right in your face. Right. And people are deceived and and go along with it. And so it's like, I think as we get closer, God is pouring out his spirit because God is showing himself, yeah. and but the devil is too. And so we're living in a time now, it's like you've got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you've right. got to have the power of the Holy Ghost yeah. or... or you You're know, doomed for eternity. Well, I mean... I mean you just can't. Well, that, you can't walk. It, you can't walk in victory yeah. without it, especially in the times we're living in. What about our children and grandchildren? Right. The things they're facing. That if they don't have the power and authority of the Holy Spirit, and it's not. I know a lot of people think, well, we don't have that power. I know, you know, people who I talk to that are maybe cessationists or whatever think that we think that we're gods because we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's not it at all. It's that we crucify ourselves Mm -hmm. to allow the Spirit of God to work through us. We're just vessels. I mean, we have no power. Exactly. There's no power in us. We all we know that we're. we're Our power is our faith. Yes. Our power is our yes. Yes, and so we're vessels, and so, um, you know, it's probably been said too much because I've said it several times. But as God pours His Holy Spirit into me. It's a river, it's a fountain of living water that it's not intended to be pulled up inside of me. I'm not supposed to dam it up and and uh, keep it because then water that doesn't move is stagnant and stale, mm-hmm. you know. And why would God continue to pour into me if I'm not going to do anything with it? Yep. So he pours into me so that I pour out into others, whether that be his laying on hands, whether it's casting out demons, whether it's prophesying, whatever it may be. He's going to continue to pour into me as long as I'm continuing to pour out into other people's lives. Yeah. Right. It has nothing to do with me. Right. It's all about him. Yep. It's just surrender. Yes. Just surrender. Awesome. Surrender and the so willing 
to pour out. When I go somewhere, I mean, most of the time I'm looking to pour out right. if it needs to be. But there's right. been times, especially over the summer, just like I, I don't want to pour out. Right. I don't. I don't want to listen to anybody right. else's testimony. I don't want to listen to anybody else's right. problems. I got my own problems. Right. And uh, and you yeah. get pretty yeah. pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Rebellious. Rebellious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that we all go through us, those I things. I think that disobedience. You know, the Lord doesn't just take our spirit and not give it back. But when you're in them disobedience seasons, I mean, it feels like you've lost your spirit because you're just, you feel right. so oppressed right. and you just, you know, well, like squeak says, out a yes and all of a sudden you're back back going. Dorian always says we're leaky vessels. Yeah. So even if it's slow, yeah. we still have the, the yeah. stagnant, but it, it's still, right. you know. Yep. Praise God. I mean, obviously. Right, you know, right, right. Can fall back and Good. But that's the whole the verse about remaining in the vine, you know. Right. Remain in Him and He'll remain in us. Yeah. It's just sad now because some of the people that's really seen some awesome things are not seeing what's happening now. They're always kind of like talking about the past, and right. I've done that too. Like in the right. business, I'm just like, "Well, that's how I used to do it. That's right. how I used to do it." Like, yeah. well, look what's happening right, right now. What God is right. doing. Look at the people that are getting saved right. and delivered. I mean, well, jump and, on the train. <laughs> And what, I mean, just think what God's doing now. And if this is just starting, just think what's going to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. going back to Brother Richard, he's been teaching this on Wednesday nights, and he preached for me when I was at the I Still Do Wednesday, and I listened to it. It's like we've just begun to see what God yes. can do, what God's going to do. Right. It's like just, just trust him and walk in obedience, and it's like, as long excited. as we don't turn away from him, just think what he's, right. what all he can do. I mean, if, but so I think we just began to see it. I know with me, um, I had an experience that I had never had before. I'd heard people talk about talking in tongues for hours and being in the spirit for a long time, and I've never had that experience. And so, um, it, I don't know what day it was, but one day I was in my. Well, it was a Thursday because I was supposed to do a bulletin message, and then I put it on Facebook for other people to read. It's just a little message, you know. And and uh, I I was dead that morning, kind of like you was talking about. I mean, I I was spiritually dead. I had nothing to say. I had no message. It's like I didn't even want to didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to do anything for myself. I just didn't want to do anything, and yep. so. It's like, okay, I got to do it. It was one of those things, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I go in my prayer room, and my prayer chair, I call it, because that's the place I go to do my study and work and prayer a lot of times. And I I got to praying, and I got to just seeking God, and I got in the Scripture. And the next thing I know, I am in tears. I mean, I am in tears, and I can't stop. I mean, I'm just bawling. And I'm praying in the Spirit, and I'm praying in tongues, and, and uh, just... I don't know what's going on, and I didn't know if it was about Israel because I'd been, you know, listening to what's going on in Israel, and I thought, I'm just grieving over Israel, and just, I don't know what I'm praying because I wasn't right. interpreting my own tongues, but I was praying something, and and then I thought, I would think, okay, i got to get back in the Word and study, and so I would start, and the next thing I know, I'm back bawling. Mm. This went on for, by the time I was all done, this went on six hours plus. Wow. <laughs> You know, Praise not God. the whole time just doing that, but I would try to study and I'd try to, and then I'd end up right back there. Mm-hmm. I don't, 
know if this had something to do with it or not, but uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't even mention it, but uh, a good friend of mine who's been in church with me from the beginning, uh, he went to the emergency room that very same. Mm -hmm. And as I looked at the timing, the timing was the same, and he he got really bad. In fact, they didn't know if he was going to make it. And then I got the word, you know, that they was going to life flight him, and so I went to see him. But I don't know if God was having me intercede for him too, or if it was for Israel, for him, for whatever. I'd never had that experience before, and I still don't know what that was about. Even now, I don't know. But God was. It's like, that wasn't, but see, that's, I don't say that to brag. It's just like, I don't want, I don't ever want to go back. You know, yeah. it's like, this was an experience I had with the Lord, like I'd never had before. And I may never have again, although I'm having more of those. <laughs> I mean, I can't hardly stand there at the pulpit anymore and, and preach without bawling half the time, it seems like, because it seems like the Weeping. Holy Spirit just, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, gets a hold of me, and, that, and uh, but praise God. Yeah, praise God. Amen. When the Spirit just, when you're praying or preaching or giving a word, and you just like feel the tears. It's mm. just uh, mm-hmm. you really know the Lord is with you. Yeah. It's you know we don't always want to do that when we're trying to speak right. because of I right. guess just I don't know why <laughs> it's stupid. We ought to just like <laughs> let it shout. go. Like thank God you let yeah. us. Yeah have yeah. these tears yeah so i really do sometimes i'm driving down the road and i just start crying or whatever if some song's on i just start thanking right. god like thank you yeah. for letting me cry thank you jesus yes praise god <laughs> so what an awesome feeling to mm-hmm. have god touch yeah, like you. a washing too yes like a cleansing clean. i think when you're praying over people, a lot of times I pray for the for the to have the gift of tears to just to be mm-hmm. able to start cleansing. Yeah, I've heard you pray that a lot and of times over people. So it's just uh, well, and I think the Holy Spirit's. I know the Holy Spirit's leading you to do that because as I'm praying, you know, while I'm there with you praying over this person, I know the Holy Spirit's leading you to do that because there's something you can tell there's a blocking there that they mm-hmm. need to let go. Yep, and so. I, I believe the Holy Spirit's telling you they need to release that, and those would be cleansing and healing, right. and mm-hmm. and uh, maybe just some humility, and right because let's face it, a lot of times we don't want to show that because of pride or we've been told ever since we were little not to cry, right. hold it in, you can handle it. Right, it's just been beating our right. heads, everybody, not right, just Sucking how up. Americans and yeah. the world's raised, yeah. and it's just it's not right. It's well, caused a lot of trouble. I agree we need to be tough, but that doesn't have anything to do with that, you know. I mean. Well, there's playing basketball, and every time you stub your toe, you're laying around your ball <laughs> or getting touched by the Lord and right. being humbled and, right. and weeping. There's there's yeah. a big difference. Big difference. Big, big difference. Because I know, you know, going back to Job, one of the things God told him when he finally spoke to him was basically, you know, just strap up your boots and get out there and be mm-hmm. tough, you know. And it's like some people might not think that's very compassionate of God, but personally I'd rather serve a God who doesn't show me sympathy. He shows me compassion, but he doesn't because I don't need sympathy. Mm-hmm. I need encouragement. I need someone to say, come on, you can do this, you I know. Am. I'm with you. If I'm with you, who can be against yeah. you? Now get up and go out there and do it. Man up. Because what good does it do you just to continue to be depressed and 
wallowing in your own self-pity, you know. One so. person can do it easy. Victim mentality. Oh, yeah. Wow. All of a sudden, Jill, that's one of the things that I was repenting for the other night, just so much complaining this year. It's really, um, and asking the God why. It's just, yeah. uh, I mean, whatever happens, he's allowing it to happen, so we're yeah. complaining to him. Right. And and her repented for complaining about me complaining yeah. <laughs> yeah. see how that works <laughs> well you guys me yeah. and my wife used to always joke about when we would catch ourselves complaining you know it's like well we're going to take a leather lap around the mountain in the wilderness you know yeah. because oh, right. their grumbling complaining kept oh, them from right. getting in the promised land so we had always catch ourselves grumbling complaining it's like well take another lap around the mountain we're not going into the promised land yet i'm probably so. gonna hear your voice now <laughs> I'm gl- this was a word Take for you guys. <laughs> Take another laugh. I've heard that, actually, those words from your mouth years ago. But <laughs> Well, you've heard Take them again laugh. in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, then just you know, we've talked about a few times we can't uh, we can't do what we always did. Now, some things we can always do, you know, find right. the private time, get into the secret place with the right. Lord. But just some things we just cannot do because we always did because if somebody comes into Kirkley Chapel and they've been drinking or whatever we say that you can't always do what you always did so as our own selves and as the church we just can't always can't always do the same thing I mean there needs to be we need to be led by the spit yeah fresh wind it's it's a time for change it's a new season just like over in the worship house we're just doing a lot of things hopefully and it's all led by by the Lord, we're right. putting the chairs in a circle instead of right. just like your standard way right. where the speaker yep. is in the middle. Yep. Um, just uh, letting prayer keep going on instead of just uh, yep. stopping. You know, yep. sometimes if we're all in a circle and we're praying, you're kind of standing there, then somebody will just say, well, amen. Right. But we need to get to where we can just, if you've had enough, and that's okay, maybe you got to go to the bathroom, right. maybe you have a phone right. call. Just, just right. step out. Don't, right. don't break the spirit right. and uh, right. be so worried about your own feelings of stepping away. If you've had enough, just no condemnation. Exactly. Just leave. Or you're at Kirkley and you've exactly. got to go to lunch right. or you're hungry. Don't, don't run it for everybody right. else of what the Lord is doing. Just right. stay out of the road. Yeah. Which that's been nice too, because sometimes you do have obligations that you, you know. Sometimes you just got to go. Yeah, you have to. Yep. Have to leave. And that's right. something that you, you tell somebody. Tell yes, you're going to be there. That's that's your commitment. Right. Well, and no condemnation and judgment here because if the service runs long, I I understand if you got to be somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't want you to feel like you d- can't leave, or I don't want you to feel like you can't come back because you get stuck there and you can't leave. Right. <laughs> I mean, but if God's moving up at the altar and there's things happening, it's like you can't. St- I mean. You got to keep moving. You got to yeah. keep going. And if you have to go, go ahead. And uh, but I know what you mean too. There's times yeah. where, like, oh, we've been at the altar praying over people, and there's been, you know, and then it's like, I'm done here, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I'll move on. And then you might continue to pray or something. Yeah. And it's like, but then I'll end up going over here. You said it. The whole key is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's like just to be open of what the Holy Spirit is having us to do at that particular time. Yeah. I mean, why continue to go on praying? I mean, if, if God's done, I don't know if I'm saying this where it makes sense or not, and I don't want to sound, but if God's, 
I, a long drawn out prayer is maybe not doing anybody right. any good. Right. Because we could speak it. It could just be say, be healed or yeah. you're healed, yeah. you know, but sometimes it maybe needs to be longer because it, maybe they need the encouragement or right. they need to, it's just however the Holy Spirit leads yes. you. Everybody's, I mean, every situation every is different. different. Every yeah. situation is different. Jesus, yeah. I mean, all you have to do is go back and study all that Jesus done. You know, whenever he healed, it was different. Yes. Whenever he taught or whatever he done, it wasn't always a pattern. It wasn't always the same thing every time. Everything's like that because there's no magic formula. Right. You know, but we just got to be careful that we're, not praying over somebody for healing, and we pray out a whole devotion trying to build our right. own faith to right. sound like we know right. what we're doing. Yeah, and I get caught doing that. I mean, I know I do because it's like, I, I'll be honest, I struggle and, and with doubt because the devil tries to put doubt in our heads. Yeah, me too. And it's like, well, how do we expect anything from God if we doubt? And if we're doubting who believe, I mean... How how difficult for those who don't believe to have the who have to have that kind of faith? Yeah, I mean we're just human and natural. You know, it's natural for us. I think, especially when we wasn't raised in in the operation of the gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned Brother Jerry Hendren, who was preaching. He was the Pentecostal preacher before I started, and the Bible talks about different gifts. And I thought about this a lot once I grew and understand it. He had the gift of faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't, his, he operated in all the gifts, but the one gift he had was the gift of faith. We're all given a measure of faith, mm-hmm. you know, but there's that supernatural faith that you just believe that Amen. if God said it and God done it, he believed it. Yep. And so he would pray it and just believed it would happen. Yep. And it's like, that's the faith that attracted me to him to begin with. Um, because I was going to other churches, and my mom said, there's a preacher out here I think you'd like to hear, you know. And there was only like seven or eight people coming to church, my mom being one of them. But there was less than ten people going to church then because they was going to close the doors, and they just invited him to come, asked him if he would preach because they couldn't afford one. He said he would. Anyway, that first day, me and my boys were young, and I remember the first day there, he said, he was talking about preaching to the dudes in the prison. He said some of them wouldn't come out, so he just preached louder and louder so they would hear him, you know, in their rooms. And mm-hmm. and his truck wouldn't start, so he laid hands on his pickup and it started. I mean, these were the stories. The first day I was there, these are the stories he was telling wow. that I'd never heard ever in my life. Somebody laying hands on their truck so yeah. it would start, or mm-hmm. or doing jail ministry and and preaching so loud that the people that wouldn't come out of the rooms could hear it. And it's like, this guy has something that I've not experienced before. And I wonder what he saw that was so powerful to grow his faith. You know, I mean, obviously the Lord gifted him. but His testimony, he was an alcoholic for 20-some years. I've, uh, I've, now that we bring this up, I, I, you know, I've compared you guys to them. Not that Jill was perfect and not that she was so bad, but... She was a woman of faith and -hmm. prayed for him for years. Didn't know if she'd even stay with him, you know, debated about divorcing him and prayed for him for, I suppose, all those 20 years. You know, however many of those, they was married probably the whole time he was an alcoholic. And then when the Lord got him, 
I mean, it was like a Paul conversion, you know. I don't know the circumstances, mm -hmm. but they would tell stories of him going out on the streets and just rolling down his window and say, hey, do you know Jesus, you know, just randomly to people on the streets. He got involved in a ministry, Kingsway Fellowship is the name of it. It's out of Des Moines. It's actually the ministry that I'm licensed through mm -hmm. uh, because of Jerry's wife when he passed away, and then God called me. I, she was able to get me licensed through that ministry because of her rec awesome. recommendation but i mean talk about a conversion he was you know he went from this to that and like i said his gifting there was no doubt after i understood what the different giftings was and i look back it was faith mm -hmm. because he just he just trusted and believed god that much that he would do it mm -hmm. isn't that amazing to i mean that's you know, I think my gifting was prophecy, you know, that I have an understanding of the word and how it applies in our lives. And then God gives me the messages to share with other people. That's what the mm -hmm. prophetic word is. Yep. And that's the gift that God gave me. And I didn't understand that either until yep. years later. It's like, oh, wow, that's what, you know, that's, that's what God does for me. But then I understood that his, his was faith. So. Yeah. That is the talking about gifts, just like Quentin Willis, if you remember, um, as he'll be becoming um, becoming the pastor up to Kirkley mm. at some time, when he'd first come to Bible studies, he had that old white Bible and pages <laughs> falling out of it. But the first time he said something, and he'd been away from the Lord for quite a while, it was just right. like, this guy knows I know a that. lot more than I would I ever know. even imagine because I, I didn't even know him other than just a couple times out drinking beer with him and I know partying um, it's just like, wow, there is something here. I, right. just, I remember telling his brother, my son-in-law, like, this guy knows more than yeah. I thought he did. Then he yeah. says, man, he oh, just really, know what, he really understands it. I know it. Well, he's got that gift, that prophetic gift, too. And we, we'd be on here another hour probably if we get into <laughs> yeah. talking about, you know, I believe that he's supposed to take over for me and yep. the Lord's revealing things to both of us. And I don't know if I want to get into that here right now. Maybe you'll invite me back and we'll talk about it. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, but I'd been praying, you know, that God, that you would raise somebody else up that I could, I always called pass the baton on to, that when I ran the race and finished it, that I could pass it on to someone else, take it and pick it up and go. But here, as this has all happened, I, I've, it's more the, uh, the mantle, you know, as Elijah passed the mantle on to Elisha, you know, I just see me passing the mantle on to to him and I'd been praying really this whole time not just every day fervently but every once in a while it's like Lord raise somebody up that to take this because I didn't want to be a preacher that got caught in some kind of scandal because mm -hmm. a lot of times preachers will get caught up in a scandal or some kind of big controversy or or out preach my anointing it's like I didn't want to be a preacher that was, you know, 80 years old and should have quit 20 years ago or something like, you know, I just, mm -hmm. I didn't want to be the last person to know that it was time for me to pass it on. Mm -hmm. And to me, God has just raised up another prophet that has an understanding of the word, just like you said, because he'll speak to me or I'll hear him at, when he speaks at devotion or other things. He has a word that I had that is new to me too. Mm -hmm. 
it's a word right from the Lord. I know it is because yeah. it's anointed. It's not something just right. off the top of his head that sounds good. It's a word that he gets from the Lord mm-hmm. that's anointed that speaks to me too. Yeah. And like you said, he's not been back in the word that long. But I know he's pouring into the word right now because, mm-hmm. you know, I talk to him once in a while, try to talk to him every week at least, and he's always talking about what the Lord's showing him or what he's reading, and mm-hmm. and so God's really raising him up. So I'm excited about that. Well, and just his stepping out in faith to yeah. be obedient right. to quit his job. And oh, yeah. Really, I mean, he's really, he is going to school. It's just in his living room or wherever right. he's studying. Well, so. Holy Spirit teaching. Yeah, whole, exactly. Again, we're going down a whole new way. But as he was being obedient and quit his job because he believed he was going to go to seminary school, mm-hmm. and once he was obedient, and done that, then God started speaking to me. Two separate yeah. things. I mean, because me and him hadn't really talked about. It. I thought he was going to seminary school, but I was disappointed because I thought, you know, don't go away because I believe you're supposed to. Right take my spot someday but I didn't think about it being this soon right you know right now um but Jill got the word the first I'd ever really heard it just one day like Quentin's going to be a preacher and he spoke at the first and I was just like and the Lord put him you know really on me then he spoke at the first man up when we come back this year at uh, Kirkland that's done a wonderful job and now it's just oh I know what yeah God's just raised him up and then but I know my Quentin, I, of course, I believed that yeah. he was the one that would maybe follow me too. Mm-hmm. And then my Quentin prophesied and said, he's going to be preaching at Kirkley someday, you know. Mm. And so, but none of us thought it would be yeah. now necessarily. But I think his obedience and just whatever God's wanting to do, you know. <laughs> and we talked about before this, and I don't know if we want to get into it, but <clears throat> God's starting to show me why he's doing what he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, using me to get us to where we are now, kind of, you know, a transition from what we was before to where God's wanting to go, mm-hmm. you know, yep. to keep us together and bring us to that point. But yep. then it's almost like God speaking to me, well done, good and faithful yeah. servant. You know, you brought this far, but now it's time to pass the baton or the, Right. mantle on to someone else and took the hard leg of the race and to be honest it's going to end up being a team oh yeah um i'm going to study because i'm having people send me stuff on jeremiah johnson and the, the five-fold ministry and amen and i'm going to start studying into that because if god i believe god's going to do what i believe god's going to do and i believe it's going to be more than one pastor or, yeah. yeah or any one of us can handle i believe there's i believe there's going to be an outpouring of god that's going to take a team of us to 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 do whatever whatever that looks like or whatever that means and i see myself now because i'm not leaving kirkley i'm not going to go pastor anywhere else unless the lord says i need you to go here because i still must see myself being a part of it i just don't know what part of it i'm going to be right maybe i'm part of the person who comes out of the the hub and goes out to other places, you know, to speak to them or to mm-hmm. teach I mean, or like an advisor. I mean, people maybe, yeah, or an advisor needs. to the board or, you know, maybe because of the vision that God gives me or what God shows me that I can help lead others. Or I don't know what it's going to look like, but, 
but I know his wife is also gifted in ministering to women, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's really, like I said, it's going to be a team. I don't think it's just Quentin. I believe it's his wife. I believe it's me. I believe it's you. I believe it's mm-hmm. whoever else that God has brought there right. to do whatever we're going to do. It's like it's bigger than I think we well, I know it's bigger than what my mind can comprehend. I mean, Jesus, I mean, he did it on his own, but I mean, still, he had 12 people with him. I mean, people, it's working together. I mean, if anything, Jesus always sent them out in two. Right. Plus, he said we'd be able to do more once he went to be with the Father and sent us the Holy Spirit, because then there would be a whole whole body. This Sunday, uh, Thane and myself, and I think Bradley, too, I mean, we're all going to be like preaching and speaking at the same time. So I think this will be kind of a start of what we what we see right right and back to like quentin he's gifted and you know you gave him the mantle and he's going to preach there and but i know like yourself there's if you was walking in the flesh this would not have happened because yeah. you love preaching you love right. coaching you love leading right. we're going into a, a new building you I just don't what. give this up because I like i'm what. just tired of it i mean this right. is from it was out from of the blue, Lord. really because i was well, I hate to say I was mowing, but <laughs> I was. Yeah. And then the Lord, the very first thing I hear the Lord tell me is, I'm going to put new wine in the new wine skin. Mm. And it's like, okay. And still not quite, I think I know what you mean, Lord, but you're going to have to, this has to be sure. It's going <laughs> to have to be more than that. And so he'd already been showing me that, you know, I already mentioned it's going to take the faith to cross that road just like it took. Mm-hmm. You know, the Israelites and Moses led them up to it, but then Joshua led them across, and, and that's how kind of how it started. But then it uh, just Paul passing on to Timothy, and then uh, what, what I really settled on, what really spoke to me is as I was seeking the Lord, was Elijah passing it on to Elisha. Mm-hmm. And see, in that case, the mantle passed on because God had already done it. So to me, and I just know God's already done it. But now us here on earth, we maybe haven't accepted that yet or understood it yet. And so it's going to be a little transition here before it comes official. Because the board's got, they're the ones who hire mm-hmm. pastors. I can't, you know, I can only say this is what what right, I, we you. should do. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to them to actually whether they believe they should do it or not because they govern the, the church body right. and hire the pastor. But um, it's like... Uh, the mantle has already passed, yep. and and so it's like what we do with it from here is, is up to us. But see, um, Elisha f- was was a servant to Elijah. I tell Quentin that's that's good. So I, <laughs> yeah. I need some weed eating, <laughs> <Yes>. you know. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, he filed. There was a transition period, and I believe we're going. I, instead of Quentin just taking it now and me just yeah. walking away. There needs to be a transition period here. Yep. And that's what the board's talking about now, maybe having an associate pastor if you want to put titles to it, and which ain't a bad idea because then that makes, you know, uh, uh, makes us all accountable and right. and whatever, you know, as a, as a body, a church body. And so whatever that looks like, I don't know. I'm just trusting God's going to work all that out. I just, you know, I'm just trying to be obedient. 
and I was real distraught the other day because, you know, I hear negative things kind of coming from all over the place because, like you said, this makes no sense. And so a lot of people questioning even if this is supposed to happen or if I'm maybe listening to the devil or something. And so Tuesday morning I was just distraught, and I went up to my bow stand. And, of course, everybody says, oh, you couldn't be too distraught if you was hunting. But a lot of times hunting for me is just it's my chance to mm-hmm. – you know, just get away and just go out there where it's quiet. And I was just distraught, just fervently praying to God. It's like, Lord, forgive me. If I've listened to anything else other than you or made any mistakes, because yeah. I'd hate to be accountable for stopping what God is doing mm-hmm. because I was wrong or I was being deceived or something. Yeah. And I was, I was just, because I'd heard so much negative. And uh, anyway, the Lord... Again, the Lord showed some things to me. I, I wrote about them in the devotion thing. You can read them later. I won't go into all that. And it was just only part of what God done that morning. But uh, before it was over, here I was again, bawling, yeah. praying in the spirit. No wonder I didn't see any deer, <laughs> you know, because here I am up in the bow stand just bawling and praying in the spirit. And uh, I'll just say this because this is part I didn't write. My grandson, who's six, he never messages me or anything, but it was early in the morning. And where I'm at, I never get signal. Yeah. Never get signal because I've tried to contact people's got to tried to get a hold of me, and I tried to. I just never get signal there. But I got a text from him that morning and said, "Good morning." Yeah. And <laughs> he never sends, you know, just yeah. out of the blue, out of the blue, as all this was going on. Yeah. And I, I'm crying. This is this sounds silly on here, and I'm about to bawl now. But I'm crying, say, Lord, just let this text go through, because I just wanted, because it meant so much to me at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes no sense to anybody probably, unless unless you've been distraught and yeah. and something like that. So simple that encouraged me. But other things happened before this, and I said, Lord, just let this go through. And so I don't even remember what I texted him back, something, good morning, I love you, have a blessed day, or whatever I texted him back. It went through, praise God. Amen. You know, Amen. and that just brought more encouragement to me. But I'm having things like this, just God just encouraging me, and he knows that it's been difficult because there's a spiritual battle that comes along yeah. with it. You know that, too, because, you know, as you become more bold for the Lord, I know you experience the same thing. So, but praise God for those moments where He just shows you His love. And, and I think in a lot of things are happening more for sure. But I think as we learn more, we're noticing right, more. Right. We all kind of started learning that really off kind of Willie and Dory and just open up her Bible and be right where she wanted right. to. And it'd be like a big deal to her. And I'm just like, before we're like, well, that's lucky. Yeah. But now you kind of see right. and things like that happen. You're right. like giving credit right. to the Lord where the credit right. goes. Right. So we're so we're more aware. <laughs> well, if he's created it all and yeah. and master of all, I mean I'm hard telling I'm hard telling what we miss because oh, yeah. you know, uh he would be there in everything if we would mm-hmm. recognize him. Right. So Awesome, yeah. And what an awesome podcast. Well, Jill and myself are going to be gone from Kirkley another couple weeks, some things, and we'll be back. And um, Lord willing, Lord willing, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, we know things are going to be awesome for you. 
Um, I just had one thing I wanted to just kind of just say kind of off the subject just about um, as being all grandpas and grandmas on here, just kind of give out to the young parents that just never be shy of discipline your kids and telling them no because if your kid doesn't understand the word no how do they even going to know no from the lord right. if they can't get obedience from you how are they going to be obedient um to the lord so yeah. I, I don't care how many scriptures they might know or you might think they're anointed to do something there's right. a lot of anointed people in, right. in prison so yeah your kids you know and i i'm disciplining my grandkids and it seems like you know be disciplined the right way the the more they love you, so don't mm. don't ever just think you're loving your kid by not right. showing him the right way right. and being obedient with him. If you gotta, uh, I mean, don't spare the rod. If you gotta right. spank him, I mean, spank him. I Amen. mean, it's gonna save them from a lot of a lot of trouble. And yeah. I just uh, really want to get that out there as a grandpa. Amen. And I grew up with loving a loving mom and uh, a dad, and just wasn't disciplined enough. And it really. It showed up in my life. Yeah. And my kids, we disciplined at first, then we slipped away and, you know, got pretty lax on the discipline and we paid the price for it. So I just, it's just something I've learned that uh, kids need discipline and they respect yeah. you for it. Well, it's biblical, obviously, yeah. because God disciplines us because he loves us, because right. he ain't going to let us continue down the wrong path. And as hard as it is to discipline, I'm sure, you know, it, we don't want to do it because it's hard. And then, mm. but on the other hand, true love is discipline. Yeah. I mean, and I know we love our kids, but it's just like, well, I don't want to spank them or I don't want to do this or that. But it's like, you, you've got to, you've got, they've got to, that's what a disciple. Yeah. I mean, the word disciple stems with di their disciplines connected with a disciple. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I've just always coaching or as a parent, and I can't say that I haven't made a lot of mistakes doing it, but it's like it's rebuking and edification, just like preaching, because I may have to rebuke my children or I may have to rebuke my ball players or students, but then there's always it needs to be edification that comes after that. Mm -hmm. you, like if I have to discipline one of my kids, even maybe spank them because I spanked my boys as they was growing up, I'd always make a point to at some point during the day before the day was over hug them or tell them I love them or it's like anything mm -hmm. to let them know that hey we've already dealt with that it's over you can't keep doing that mm -hmm. but I still love you just as much or more than I did before it has nothing to do with love it's mm -hmm. it's just about being right. walking the way you're supposed to walk and so yeah it's a lot harder to give a kid a spanking because every time you do it, you always kind of in your mind you're taking that chance right. where he's going to be mad at you. It'd be a lot easier just to give yeah. them gum and candy and say everything's all right, but you're yep. you're just making their future hard by not disciplining I, them and showing them. I, you know, the Bible agrees with you, and I've heard you minister to people. I'm just going to be honest. I don't mean to embarrass you, but I've heard you minister to parents and grandparents of young kids who you've ministered to, and I've heard you say they just need to grow up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. a lot of times, you know, they're they're their own worst problem because they're doing things that they know they shouldn't be doing, but they've been allowed to do them, or they, you know, there's not been enough discipline, and now all of a sudden, well, here we are. There's not been enough discipline, and they've got themselves in a mess. Mm -hmm. But they keep wanting to go back and do the things that mm -hmm. that get them to that point. 
there comes a time where it's like, we've just got to straighten up. You know, you can't, yeah. it goes back to what we was talking about earlier. I can minister to people, but their relationship with, with Jesus is theirs and their own behavior right. is their own responsibility. You know, it's like all we can do is minister out of love and pray for them and try to support them and do what we can. Yep. But it comes to a point where they've got to, you know, when we're talking about teenagers or young adults, who's like, you can't keep doing that. Right. You know, you've been allowed to do it maybe because you were spoiled, but you can't keep doing that. There has to be, a repentance and a change right and put god first and then let's move on so it just comes from experience because i needed more discipline and still in my life i just i need to tell myself to grow up at times yeah, right. man up right <laughs> she keeps bringing that up i know it and looking at you oh. <laughs> looked at you once oh <laughs> i wasn't more paying attention yeah even sometimes ministering to people just you know they're kind of half in, half out, and just like, even if there wasn't no Lord and you're just walking the secular world, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to change something. It'd be yeah. better you just give it all to the Lord. Yeah, amen. You want to pray for us, Jill? Yeah. Sure. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord. We just, I just pray for the people who will listen to this, God. Absolutely. I just pray that um, you just break up the ground, Father, before um, they receive this. Yes. Um, Lord, that their hearts would be open, that their ears and their mind and their souls would be open to hear you, Lord. Father, I pray it, it just penetrates, it permeates, God. I pray that you come along later, Father, and, and water mm. it, God. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, that it would grow into to beautiful fruit, Father, for your kingdom. Lord, we thank you and we praise you um, for this time. We thank you for Pastor Tom, God. We thank you for his, his yes and his surrender. Mm-hmm. Lord, just for his obedience, God, even when it doesn't look like we could understand it, God. But, Father, we just thank you for that. Um, we praise you for his example, Lord, and, and just his life. Lord, we, we pray that um, you just hold Kirkley, Lord, in your hands. Yes, Lord. And, Father, that he would just lay Kirkley at your feet. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, just have your way. Yes, Lord. So, Father, we love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 When the Lord calls you to do something, say, yes, Lord. Amen. Send me. Thanks for listening.